0: That noise. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. What a week. What a week. You've, you've
1: been such a good work bestie. Thank you so much. I've, we've, we've had many calls, me calling you quite often on this one. It's been, What's it's going been rough. On. I've been on the, I love it when you say on the struggle bus, I've been on the struggle <laughs> bus. Sorry. We're We're going to share more about that though, right? Not in this episode. We have to
0: we have to go through our mini series. We go through our mini series. And the other one I like to say is sometimes you're the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue. Pigeon is the preferred. Pigeon is the preferred. And I played, I think I played both.
1: Yeah. It's the- <laughs> <Yeah. This laughs> a roller coaster. <laughs> it has been. It has been. And you know, I can't wait. I, I. We've talked about this. I can't wait to share it with everybody to spill the tea. You. You had mm-hmm. some ideas about this, which I think is fabulous because there were lots of learning moments.
0: Lots of learning moments. And we're going to, after, well, we'll it, we're going to have a tea party. And then as soon as it's edited, it will be available. And we really can't know when that will happen because <laughs> we have to also squeeze in episode three. This is episode two of our three-part mini series on termination and performance concerns. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is where we... We really get into the conversation, the yes. conversation that we all dread having, but at the same time, we know it's necessary. So we we have some really good kind of talking points to help. I know they helped me. So I I I love this episode. I think it's it's very helpful, very practical.
0: And you know what I was just thinking, first one's the worst one. First, first time you have to do, worst. it's the worst. And then it's unfortunately, you get a little more, confident in it because I think you master part one, which is the data and working through the process and being more sure about what your other team members need and you recognize how it negatively impacts them. So it makes part two, having the actual conversation, it's not necessarily what's happening to one individual. It's what the benefit of the team will be.
1: Oh my gosh. Mic drop right there. Just just roll the episode. That's perfect. <laughs> just roll it
0: right okay, now. Okay. Enjoy. Roll. Recording in progress. Hi, Dr. Johnston. How are you?
1: I'm good. How you doing?
0: Great. Now that you're here. Ah, Better
1: love it. You know what I really love is on this new platform. I didn't see the five, four, three,
0: two, one. I don't feel as anxious.
1: Okay, like, that's good, right? Without that's the visual cue, stuff. I
0: like it. Part two of a three-part mini series. So exciting! So exciting! Such good stuff about
1: really changing relationships. Right? Managing the idea that maybe you know, you have someone who needs to change, make some changes in their performance and what that looks like if they have, or if they haven't.
0: Anyway, we digress. We did. Sorry. Episode two in our series on termination and performance issues with associates. Episode one, small recap, we walked through the process and provided an acronym paper. We won't relive all of that, but cliff note version is you want to be sure that you're in alignment, that you've partnered with individuals, that you have a really good data set and that you've analyzed that data set with the partners and yourself to ensure that you're not working off any biases and that it's very clear to the associate, right? So that's all in alignment. You've worked through that very tenuous process, I would say. It's a lot to do. And we um, we talked about making sure the associate had some ownership in that, and so you're at the end, you're working to the end of that process now. In this phase, we'll say, and unfortunately, um, Dr. Johnson and I have seen some things that we'll call the watch list, some reactions or behaviors that you may see from associates.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and because we, we may see these behaviors because the associate is. Is feeling is feeling, excuse me, threatened or um, pressured, right, to change their behavior, and they're not really self-reflecting on how this might help them and their team and and what all of that might look like. So, one of the the Pieces to look for on the watch list would be um, maybe an associate looking for a a medical leave of absence or um, looking at how they might, because of certain mental anguish, those kinds of things. Now it's come to a point where they need to take a leave of absence. So that's something that they might be looking at. We also talked a little bit about just unprofessional communication with others, maybe sharing um, about this change in the relationship with the leader, where now the leader is very involved in what's going on, or maybe having the associate report back on their own behavior. So some of that unprofessional communication, let's just, you know, let's just say it, just gossiping, speaking badly about the leader or the organization, um, just sharing that negativity with other associates, that that kind of thing, that bad mouthing that might happen. And then
0: calling off. Yeah. Happens a lot. So unplanned, unscheduled, consecutive following a weekend, following a holiday, leaving the team in a situation where there's no support or coverage can often happen. Um, consecutive sick days. So you've a cold and all of a sudden you have a cold for a week and you, you really have no, you're not submitting any documentation about that or providing any information about you're feeling better or it's just kind of this ominous thing. Um and then I think you put in the the language of quiet quitting. I did.
1: It it is a buzzword right now, right? Um so you're probably seeing in different leadership publications and also just business journals in general, this idea of quiet quitting where an individual, an associate just is beginning to pull back, acting more apathetic, not taking responsibility for their normal actions, uh, normal tasks that they were responsible for, actually disengaging um, from the group, from the work, and really just kind of waiting for the leader to make the move so they're almost feeling defeated or that they're not going to be able to make the change um, or they are being obstinate it is just you know they it's non-compliance but they're not going to step up and make the change in the relationship like resigning they're going to wait for the leader to come in and and make the change to the relationship so quiet quitting is something that we've we've been hearing more about lately
0: I think that the quiet quitting and generally impacts performance. So at least you could probably step in with some data on that. It's really just gonna strengthen the leader's position, although it's still gonna be work for the leader, kind of what you said. The ones that are more difficult, I think, are the Mm -hmm. gossiping and the unprofessional language to other associates. Because as the leader, you're really depending on some way, somehow that information getting to you that it's happening, right? generally speaking. And what I've found in my career is if one person is gossiping to one other person and it's creating toxicity, it's happening other places and it's spreading farther than you could ever imagine. So I know for me, the counsel that I've sought in our organization, she will not tolerate that. So that would be just another, unfortunately, again, it's just back to the leader and having to stand by it, but that, that would be something that would cause the trajectory to be, to change the relationship. What do you think?
1: I I, I absolutely agree. I think it that is a level of toxicity that can really affect the team Um, And, you know, to use a word that I've heard you say before, really like erode the trust, Mm. right? And that camaraderie that the team has. Um, So it can really negatively affect people. And I think making sure that the team has the option also to kind of stop it in the moment right to to feel empowered to say you know I'm really sorry that you feel that way or you know I'll listen while you're venting but to be able to you know kind of put an into it and and move forward I think that's really important because it you carry it with you and it can really affect you and then you start to get that group think going on you don't want that no because it's it's not yeah it's not everybody's um it's not where everybody's really at it's just that person might be kind of Trying to cling on misery loves company, right? Oh,
0: yeah. They want yeah. they want to prove themselves right most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you get here and it's you need to change the relationship and it's that process. It's like, okay, we've we've come to this point. The associate's behavior hasn't changed. Actually, they doubled down and now they're speaking unprofessionally, they're quiet quitting, they're disengaging. It's creating a lot of other issues. So you've come to the place where you need the support from your people services or human resources department, and you're ready to have the conversation either yourself or if you're leading a leader. I think that was one aspect that we talked about. And based on your organizational process, depends on how many people are in the room. I know for us, it's typically the human resources director and the direct supervisor. That's usually the max.
1: And and I have to say I'm super grateful for that. I, I know I've worked in other organizations where the HR directors maybe are not as easy or easily accessible. They might be, you know, distance between you and, and that individual. And so therefore they may not be able to be there when the conversation is happening. But I think having that person who understands human resources law, right. And what to say and what not to say. I learn every time I'm in the room, especially with the person, you know, with our secret file, that's going to be on the next episode. Um, sh- wow. Like just, I learn every time I have an interaction. So, but I do know, like you said, different organizations have different models or different ways of doing it. So hopefully they're, they're being supported. but that partnering piece
0: absolutely has to happen. And so if you're leading somebody and it's their first time having to do this and change a relationship, I think it's just always helpful to remember it never feels good. It's anxiety provoking. They're thinking about it up until the minute that it has to happen. And even if the associate in question is clear that their behavior is not meeting the standard, they're not going to know the day and they're not going to know the time. So the immediate discussion will still be a shock. At least in my yeah. experience,
1: yeah, absolutely. no, I, I I agree. And I think it's also I, I think it's a strategy that we've learned from h r about you know not knowing the exact day and the exact time that these things are going to happen because you you want you want it to go quickly. You don't want it to be a rehashing of all of the work and the anguish that you both have been through is it's not easy on either side right? Um, So I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's hard. I know that when we spoke about getting strategies ready for this episode, you shared something that I loved, which is kind of how you show your support to individuals that may be going through this for the first time. And, and, and I'll let you talk about that, but I loved, I, I just thought that was wonderful and amazing because I have had that kind of support in my life with a, with one of my direct supervisors. And it was, I had been avoiding the situation for a while and he was kind enough, to, you know, to just kind of give me that couple days to get my work, my courage up to be able to do it. And we had a conversation and you've probably heard this from him too, because um, we both work with Dr. Guterres and it was, you know, I know this is hard, but it, you know, it's going to be about 32 seconds. And then, you know, if you can push through that 32 seconds, it's better for everyone, better for the group, better for you, better for the individual, because now people have a clear path and they know, you know, what, where they need to go and what they need to do. But you have some really great, some really great support words and things that you do with your people
0: as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you're attending to, but I'll share what I think I remember, which is just, I try to be in the meetings leading up to it with the HR support so that I can be sure that the information that's getting to the individuals that I know is meeting their needs or kind of meeting them where they are, right? Because I have hopefully some idea of where they are. In the situation that is coming to my mind, it was actually not even my direct report. It was one layer even below that. Um, And that leader really, it was her first time doing it at all. And she's very kind and it's 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 very hard it's hard yeah and it was a very difficult situation and there was some instinctual feelings that it wasn't going to go very smoothly so that was kind of amping up the anxiety so I tried to be available for those conversations even though my direct report was absolutely right there for her because they have that supervisor supervisee relationship and then the day of I try to remember and just check in before and after and make sure everybody knows I'm available. If something happens during, and in this situation, something definitely did happen and it was an all day affair and mm. the risk department was involved and oh wow, it's sometimes it just doesn't go as yeah. planned. So you, it's really wise to make sure, you know, you're prepared. And then I've certainly had other situations where everybody's like, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, right. It's just, but most of the time it's still going to evoke an emotion. So, but yeah. to, I think you also mentioned that just to be, to know and remember that it's just kind of like a little dead dream is what I think. Yes, you
1: said. yes, it is. It's, it's the hope has died, right? <laughs> you, you've, you've come to the point where it's, y- we've, you're breaking up, yeah. you're breaking up, right? This is, this didn't work out. We've all, we've been through counseling. We've tried the steps. It just, this, this is dissolving. It's just (laughs) not working out anymore. So it is, it's a little dead dream. And it's hard when you've given even more of yourself as a leader to, to try to make it work. And then you feel like you failed. I think that was another thing that, that you and I talked about. I've, I have had situations where, when I've had to change the relationship with someone, you know, I, I obsess over what I could have done differently. How could I have made this different, you know, not trying to make it all about me, but making it all about me, you know, like, how could I have been a better supervisor? What could I have done differently? I think the thing, I I loved everything you said. And there's the strategies that I've heard that you have used to support your people. You you illuminated on that on all of it you walk the walk with them you are there as they need you to be of support and you're checking in on them even you know prior to having the conversation is there anything that i can do to be of support to you um you know you even shared that you sometimes will send a little text that you know you got this mm-hmm. you're good we're prepared you know you've got support we're here for you let's Let's take that 30 some seconds um, to deliver that, that sentence that really is the hardest to deliver. And then let's get everybody on their way, right? Back on, back on track with, with what we all need to be doing. So
0: do you want to just add the only reason that you even get there though, is I am a stickler for that data. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That that first episode, I'm I'm not letting anything. Oh, well, they kind of maybe did no. Did they or didn't they? What are we measuring here? Because you don't ever want to go into something like this. This is somebody's livelihood with wishy-washy, could have, would have, should have situations. Like, it's got to be clear. So if you've done that correctly, then by the time you get here, that is what you need. You need more, in my opinion, emotional support. Do you need to maybe run through what you're going to say? Here's who you call if something goes awry. And we have geography. virtual platform. There may be in the office. It depends, but you are definitely going to have other associates there and likely clients of all ages. So, you know, you have to just think ahead of time and plan it out and it's not comfortable, but we have only about five minutes because we really want to be in concordance with your work-life time. So that's right. If We're going to talk about an individual conversation, a team conversation, and leave you with three things that you may consider saying. Individual conversation. I'm just going to hit the high points, pass it to you, and then move to team. Got it. For us, the HRD, which is Human Resources Director, they're going to say the sentence.
1: Yep. That 32-second delivery, right? The relationship is ending.
0: Yes. As of today, you will no longer be employed pretty much that's it. Yep, <laughs> it's yep. very quick. And so, and then from there, there's really just the finality of the statement. Um, and then there typically goes into a reviewing of documents. And there's a lot of law that, especially in California, when this happens, and of course, any benefits that they're paid out, and we want to make sure that the last paycheck is delivered. So there's a lot of back work that way that we need to make sure is in, that is happening
1: exactly and then comes the conversation with the team because as you said there are people who are around and they've been they've been feeling this right they know things are going on so um how how do you have that conversation with the team what are some things that you can say in order to address the fact that this person is no longer on the team but not share too much information so we talked a little bit about you know the the sharing that this person is moving on that they're moving on to other employment, that they're you know they're no longer on this team, right? Uh, we want to make sure that we're not contributing to any kind of gossip or you know scuttlebutt or water cooler talk about things that we're. It's not like we're making this huge announcement, but at the same time we are addressing it and being clear
0: and kind. Perfect. Well said. And then we have three things that these are sort of taglines that you may consider using. So, um, for just language. So, the relationship between the organization and X has changed. And you really need to just leave it at that. It's yeah. no, I, I do feel pretty protective of making sure that the character of the person involved is there's no conversation about it, right? No conversation about why anything happened. And it's really none of anybody's business except the associate yourself in HR. And generally speaking, and our mentor, Dr. Penley says, you can always talk up, sometimes over, never down. So that that was good when he said that. Yes. I love that. That's so good.
1: And it's so respectful too, right? That's you brought this person into the organization. They came in engaged. It didn't work out, but what the way that you're saying right now to handle it and, and the language that you used is just respectful of that individual and their privacy. I love that. You got another one for us.
0: Oh, um, we will be happy to keep you apprised of the new team member and we'll, I'm sure they will be onboarding soon. That's so my most favorite. Depending on the position, most people are just concerned that their workload's not going to increase. Yeah. Sometimes there's a personal connection, but honestly, most time people are thinking about themselves. So you can just let them know a new team member is coming on board and we will keep you apprised of any changes. Love
1: that. Because you really want to know how does this affect me, like you said. So I love that. (laughs) And if it was a personal relationship, like you said, they probably already know that something was going on, right? I love it. That's my favorite one of the three. I'll do the last one. Okay. It it is um a, that a different opportunity has come up that this individual would like to pursue. And I think that's a very generous statement. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that one, but I'm thinking like wow, that is really generous. But like you said, it it really just gives the information, doesn't leave an opportunity for questions, and those three statements, they feel comfortable for me
0: as a leader to say. Yes, I think they're very nice. They're not nice. They're effective. <laughs> I, they're I effective they're and they protect effective. privacy.
1: Exactly. And I think they're respectful. I do think they're respectful of a relationship that didn't work out, right? I you're not putting your, you know, dirty laundry out on Instagram, right? It's just here's this didn't work out. So
0: we have a little, um, we wanted to make sure that we sent you away with some practical to do's. Yes. So the first one is to just be sure. So this is for the whole series, um, kind of tying in episode one and episode two, set up a system for yourself that is going to allow you to take consistent notes on associate performance for all your associates, whether that's we're we like one note. So we use one note a lot. Maybe that's an email file in your inbox. Maybe it's a Word document on your OneDrive, something that you're consistent with. And if you need to, and you're called to the table, you can provide the information. And then the second one to you.
1: up a system for documentation. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing that, you're going to have a better understanding of needs that are coming up because you're going to be documenting the highs and the lows, Right so this would give you an opportunity in your one-to-ones to do a little bit of a stay interview right an opportunity to say how's it going how do you feel um and then also along the way provide performance feedback and give more information so uh, but i think that's another episode and we have part 3 of this coming up soon
0: yes we do very soon we're so excited and yes. we have the date scheduled and she is ready to go. We
1: are going to introduce the entire community to our secret file. I've been saying that for the last two episodes because I love
0: that so much. Oh, it's so exciting. Yes, we're very excited. So we hope you enjoyed today and we will come next week and we will have that secret file and let us know if you have any questions. If you'd <laughs> like to email us a question, Or if your organization is looking for an individual to come in and do a workshop on crucial conversations or the process of termination and walk through that with some of your existing leaders, we'd be happy to do that. And you can email us at theproject.biglove at gmail.com find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. Best practice
1: for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.